at least the rest of the league did well, right? Right, Jack. You're the you, you got us. You can clue us in on what happened with the rest well, of the league. Let's talk well, about I mean, let's talk about Saturday well, just a little bit more before we jump <laughs> to the rest of the league's depression. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA, with your host Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath. Dustin Lindstrom and Matt Cavender. All right, everybody, welcome to episode ten of season five of the Chasing McNaughton Hot Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, and this week recorded from the Badger State. Uh, I'm Rob Gillery, your fill-in host with Tim Brown out. I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey, everyone, and none of our other regular hosts. So this week, after our disappointing week around the league. <laughs> We uh, figured we'd bring in USCHO's CCHA writer, uh, Jack Hittinger, to recap the last weekend's out-of-conference woes and kind of discuss the start of CCHA play next weekend. Uh, how are you doing, Jack? Well, thanks for having me, although it's not uh, the best circumstance for me to come on. It's the, the bummer, the bummer guest. Yep. <laughs> hey, at least you know all the bad scores from around the league this weekend, That's right? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at FibkeDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E Dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech dot net. Well, let's uh, let's start there. We'll start with we'll start with tech. See, so this is a tech podcast. We'll start with our initial egg laying, as Dustin said before we started uh, recording uh, a sweep at home for the first time. The Badgers were in the McGinnis since what, 2013, I believe, is what I saw on the, the sheets up at the. Uh, up a tech. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch the games? No, <laughs> I didn't. I was following the scores. I was up north, uh, northern Minnesota, with my wife and our in-laws. So I was kind of keeping tab on the scores. We were listening to the Bemidji games on the radio, but uh, I wasn't able to follow as all the games as much as I would have wanted to. But it sounded like a bad time for tech fans. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when you're in single digits and shots uh, after uh, you know the first period, I think on Saturday night was that way. Uh, it was definitely a, a little rougher 
then I think uh, we would have preferred it to have been for for the first couple of games to watch. I was hoping, you know, maybe we'd see something turn around and playing the McGinnis would uh, would mean that it was uh, going to be a better game. But uh, both nights were there were moments where it felt like they were in the game, but there were a lot more moments where they were clearly out of it. So, I, Rob, I think the the theme needs to be recalibration. We need to recalibrate our expectations. Uh, yes, maybe think, for an entire league. <laughs> I think that's uh, that's pretty accurate. Um, there was about a ten minute period in the third period on Saturday where I felt like we were taking it to Wisconsin. Um, other than that, it didn't feel very even this weekend at all. Wisconsin definitely came to town and uh, and played played what they needed to do to <laughs> to come out with two wins. It was frustrating. But it- but it's, a, I mean, in some ways, it's really surprising how quickly it happened, but it's kind of what you expect from a Mike Hastings team, right? Like, yeah, it sure didn't take him long to make his impression on that team and on that roster. They looked good. Well, I guess I, I shouldn't say they looked good because I didn't watch it, but I, I listened and no, they, they sounded good. good. I watched it. They did look good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but- how much? I didn't see the box scores, but how many of the old Mankato guys scored? <laughs> uh, David Celia had a goal. Pretty sure he's one of the transfers, right? Was Whitelaw a transfer yep. as well? No, Celia, Tassie, and Gerald. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tassie was not on the score sheet either night, but he uh, is a very – you notice him a lot on the ice. He's the guy that's always in the scrum at the end mm-hmm. uh, in front of the goalie talking crap. Uh, I think Fitzgerald had an assist on Friday. Celia had a goal on Friday that his was the uh, end of the period goal that, you know, seven seconds left in the period to basically crush any momentum going that we had oh. after going up on the, on the lead, uh, after the going up two to one, yep. the soul crusher. Yeah. Yep. He had the soul crusher goal on, uh, on Friday night. So uh, I don't think, let's see here uh, in the third, we out, we outshot him, but, the, the first two Friday night was more even um, in terms of shots than it was on, on Saturday night face-offs were pretty even. So that problem seems to be, you know, getting, getting better at least. Uh, but, but the thing is we were pretty good last year and we sucked at face-offs. So <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take face-off losses and wins. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the, both the goals on Friday night were power play goals, which was nice to see the power play seemed to actually, um, be doing a little bit of something that was still rough on the, I think it was the second power play was there wasn't a lot going on. Then all of a sudden uh, Gordon had a really nice goal, <laughs> a nice mm-hmm. movement uh, that Gordon, that uh, Gordon scored. I don't remember exactly what uh, Mosley's goal uh, looked like. I think his might've been, there was, there was one weird one that went off a helmet or something too. I don't know if that was Friday or Saturday night, but I know, feel just... like there's still like individual performances that are like bright spots. Like you talk about Gordon, like, Listening to the game, it sure seemed like Dirk was pretty high on on Gordon at times. Like there are you know, there are players, you know, specific players that are really you know, putting in you know good performances, but it's just not coming together. It, That's it's what it feels like not to clicking. me. Is that we're just not clicking on things yet, and uh, you know maybe it's the fact that everybody's relatively new. Uh, and lines have been shuffled up a little bit and some folks that haven't played together are now playing together and maybe it just needs its time to settle in. 
but uh, you know, everybody else had the same amount of practice time we've had. Right. So you know, yeah. that whole it's early season stuff. I never really buy that excuse because it's early season for everybody. Right. <laughs> so, right. And everybody has turnover, right? Every team in the country has some level of turnover. Yep. Yep. For sure. So it was, uh, it was frustrating, uh, frustrating to watch for sure. I felt like, uh, I don't have the instat type stuff, but I'd imagine if we look at a heat map, the the puck was in uh, the the Wisconsin offensive zone the majority of the time. We were we were we were defending. It was kind of the, a little bit of the old. You know, we we got to defend so long that uh, when we finally do get it out, we've got to change instead of having any sustained offensive uh-huh. pressure. Felt like uh, felt a little rough, like watching some of the older the older years of hockey that uh, we're used to not seeing anymore uh, at times. Yeah, but uh, you know, Wisconsin for all their credit came in and did do what they needed to. I didn't feel like we pressured much on the empty net uh, on on Friday night. Uh, they did get an empty net goal to you know bring it uh, to a two goal difference. So it wasn't like it was we were blown out each night, but it uh, just feels like something's missing so far. Like you said, Dustin. yeah. So well, I mean, it was a pretty disappointing weekend for Tech, but I mean. At least the rest of the league did well, right? Right, Jack. You're the you got us. You can clue us in on what happened with the rest well, of the league. Let's talk well, about I mean, let's talk about Saturday just a little bit more before we jump <laughs> to the rest of the league's depression. <laughs> to say, here State won. They beat Grand Valley State nine to nothing. That's a bright spot, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Saturday Saturday was definitely, I think, the worst of the two games, in my opinion. Right? I mean, we we had nine shots going into the third. That's rough. A bit how uh, was uh, Beavers played against Wisconsin too. The only difference was they were able to take it overtime. Yeah, um, lost in overtime, which is, I guess, as far as pairwise goes, it's a little bit better than straight up loss. But um, well, the the weirdest thing with the the game on Saturday was the penalties were just constant. Um, most of the game felt like for the there's a big chunk in the first period. I mean, it was it was five on three with an extra attacker because. They they were literally on a two man power play with us, you know, another one coming. <laughs> so it was it was a bit strange to have that many that many folks in the box off and on. Uh, Joe got an unsportsmanlike conduct uh, at one point. Uh, Wisconsin got an unsportsmanlike conduct, and then uh, Marcin Kevich got an unsportsmanlike conduct as well at the end of the second, which um, carried over into the third and he did not see the ice for the entirety of the third period. He was definitely um, sat down uh, for the whole third period. So it was uh, frustrating to watch, but then it felt like we were coming back. We, we did push pretty hard. Uh, Bronte had a, had a nice goal there. Uh, We had a penalty opportunity toward the end with uh, Bantle getting a penalty for cross checking it at 1653. And, uh, Joe pulled uh, pulled the goalie uh, with the first faceoff, and uh, right away, within nine seconds, they won the faceoff draw back, and you know threw it down the ice and got the empty netter right away on the uh, shorthanded empty net goal. So, you know, just killed any chance of of coming back over over that that power play. So, yep, yeah, it was, it was another weird game, another frustrating game <laughs> to watch. So, that's the did, whole season so far. Frustrating. We did have a. We did have. We did have another power play goal, so the power play seems to be figuring stuff out at least a little bit. But uh, doesn't matter if the end result's not there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a chance that Wisconsin's going to turn out to be a better team than anybody thought, but we're it's still squandering very 
very important non-conference opportunities for pairwise reasons. And yeah, the team's at the point now where it's a very similar situation where you need to win the league to get to the tournament. And going into the year, we really hope that Tech wouldn't be in that type of situation. And it just seems like that's where they're at again. Yep. Yeah, it feels that way. And, okay, now we can go into the woes of the whole CCHA. <laughs> Let's just work our way through the rest of the league. So that's the, We can start with UMass Mankato. I mean, I think, Mankato. I think Mankato, to this point, they look like the best team in the league, I think. I would say, I think that's I think that's accurate. I, can't, I mean, I honestly think St. Thomas looks better than them, but uh, uh, I think it's mm-hmm. probably debatable. Um, yeah. Mankato, both of those games were winnable games. I think they were even beating UMass at one point. If not, it was tied. Uh, let's see. Let me look at this box. So it was 3-3 the second period at one point, and then UMass scored the last three goals and won 6-3 on uh, Friday, and then UMass won one nothing on uh, Saturday. But I thought Mankato looked really good against St. Cloud sweeping those games. But now I can't really figure out if St. Cloud just isn't that good this year. Because they've already lost, they lost to Alaska last week, and they lost to St. Thomas already. So I can't tell. I mean, I think St. Cloud just might not be that good. Yeah, St. Cloud says you're having a rough year. Conference wins, so uh-huh. uh, just three of those NCHC wins that we that the CCHA has are against St. Cloud. So that's less impressive when you look at it that way. Um, not that's not a good sign for St. Cloud. That's for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> um. So no, I I, I do think um, Mankato is the one that's. I don't even know if I, if I yeah I think they surprised me the most because I had them at sixth or whatever in the conference, um, and the way that they played against St. Cloud especially is just they look they were pretty dominant that entire series against St. Cloud. Yeah, I watched uh, the end of one of the games and I don't remember if it was Friday or Saturday's game, but uh, they definitely looked uh, a lot better than what what i expected for sure yeah well, you know that the overtime game was sort of the same formula that <laughs> Mankato just uses has used in the past with my castings where they get behind and then they score a goal like in the second period and that sort of get wakes the crowd up and then they were able to tie it and that way the crowd even go even crazier than they won in overtime and then on saturday they just steamrolled them <laughs> um so that was that was the kind of thing that had me thinking. Well, maybe it's not just my case things. Maybe I mean part of it is the program that he built, but I think uh, the fact that he built it and the uh, Luke Strand is coming and taking over, and they've looked pretty pretty good, all things considered. It's, yeah, um, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. it's pretty amazing. I was I was just going to say the same thing. It's pretty amazing that they can lose head coach and not only just the head coach but the top assistant and a top assistant that is considered one of the best in the game yeah um and other you know other coaches and other support staff around the team uh two extremely high end players at least for the ccha and tassie and i I mean i think tassie's a high level player on every team in the ccha yeah and and somehow they lose all of that, and that culture is still there. Yeah, that's it's really amazing. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, all those guys that went to the NHL too. You, you're thinking it's not just the guys that went to Man or right. Wisconsin. It's like mm-hmm. 
Livingstone and Hiroshi and uh, one or two other right. guys I think left and playing then at least two of them in the NHL, a couple AHL guys, like some pretty top end talents in general. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's good. They've it's really another... a credit to Strand like, in what and that he's been able to hold it together and right do what they've done so far. Yeah, and they've got another tough test coming up this weekend. They go to the Engelstead. <laughs> yeah, you know so they, they've got an away more... series in, in North Dakota, in North Dakota. So that series but... where Mankato, I would feel, I think that they could get away with split if that game was in North Dakota. Seeing what I've seen from both teams, the I bet they split that... in North Dakota. They could split North Dakota, but the fact that it's on the road, North Dakota just beat Minnesota. I'm sure they're fired up. I think no, they're on the downslope. This is a this is the <laughs> let up game. <laughs> yeah, they 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 split with Minnesota this weekend. So uh, their other two games were with Wisconsin and and Army, which were both Army, wins. Yeah. So that was at um, oh, whatever the Icebreaker tournament, right? Icebreaker, so, yeah, yeah. So they're they're. Uh, they're three and one this year with the one loss to Minnesota. So it should be interesting to see if, if the, if the Mavericks are able to pull one out of North Dakota, that would be pretty big for North Dakota's, uh, you know, out of conference schedule, <laughs> but mm-hmm. they've got a couple other big series coming up as well. They, they overlap again with, uh, let's see, North Dakota does rather, uh, they play, they play out in, uh, against one of the Boston schools, I think too. So there's a whole bunch of fun comparison stuff that gets to go on there. If, if, uh, the Mavericks can end up pulling one out there, yeah. At North Dakota, so yeah, they also play Bemidji twice again as well, and mm-hmm. Alaska too. So that's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of important matchups, I think, as far as comparisons and stuff. Yeah, uh, speaking of North Dakota, so it would be nice if the Mavericks get could get one of those, um, just for the rest of the league. But I think that'll be tough just thinking about what I know about uh, both teams, but you never know, I guess. That's why I play the games. <laughs> yep. So going down the rest of the league out of conference this, uh, this weekend, uh, it just gets uh, rougher uh, from there, right? <laughs> let's do it. Yeah, let's, guess... let's do a somewhat positive one. What did St. Thomas do this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah, they tied Lindenwood uh, Friday. I think it was 4-4. That was a game they definitely should have won. I think they were up. Four to two, maybe, and they they let Lindenwood come back. I'm pretty sure it was four to two. Yeah. Uh, was it four to two? Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Uh, it would have been. They, they were winning late in the third, and then yeah, they were up. They were four up uh, four three, and Lindenwood yeah. scored halfway th- about halfway ish through the third. Yeah, and that was. I think there was something like. It was a ridiculous shots on goal comparison. It was like sixty the, to sixty three to twenty five in shots. So. Yeah. Uh, they had 28 shots in the first period to Lindenwood's three and only managed to score twice. Uh, yeah. So on that's that one that they should have won. But also Lindenwood has played okay against some of the top teams. They, they tied Ohio State, I think, Lindenwood did, uh, two weeks ago maybe. It was like their opener. So I don't I don't think – I think Lindenwood has played better maybe than their record uh, and sort of these shots on goal numbers um, would tell you. But I think that was one that St. Thomas especially will want back. Um, yeah, they they beat Air Force in overtime and tied Ohio State in overtime. Is yeah, their, their record. So, um, St. Thomas won three to one the next night, which I think was good to, for them to at least get one win. I think they probably deserve two. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite as lopsided. 
wasn't quite as lopsided in shots with no. you know thirty eight to sixteen, but still still relatively relatively uh, lopsided there, but not quite as bad, right? So, but yeah, yeah, I mean it's a win, but in the grand scheme of things, the win against Lindenwood isn't really going to do much, right? Like, I guess it's just I mean Lindenwood does have some comparisons. I think I mean they play Michigan, they play Penn State, they play Western. I think they play Wisconsin. So. Yeah, but know. if they don't pick off some points from some of those, it doesn't. The yeah, comparisons you know, don't they, help. If they if they do get some points, then maybe it will help. So, right. I guess that's one thing you got to kind of think about, like mm-hmm. why they play the game. Like I said, that's why they play the game. So maybe you just think about uh, they can get 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 some wins against one of those teams. That would be, I think, a good <laughs> good thing for the rest of the league, um, right. especially considering the rest of these results here. I just want to. I mean, St. Thomas. I guess I would ask you guys. I don't think I'm surprised by St. Thomas, but are you surprised that they've been playing so well? I, I would I'm say not. no. no I think I'm not surprised. What, of all the teams that could be like that sleeper team in the league, I think we've all said St. Thomas is going to be there quicker than than expected. I think, yeah, uh, it. I'm not surprised to see what they're doing. Um, yeah, I know a couple of people were saying that they didn't think that they were going to be that good, or that they didn't pick them in the top half of the league. Uh, I picked them third because I thought they'd be pretty good. Uh, I know some people were saying they weren't believers or whatever, but I think just looking at what they do have back, um, I think they've done pretty well. One of those guys, I was just looking at stuff the other day when I I was on the uh, – I did the Zoom press conference with Rico today. Um, it's, I, I noticed that uh, one of their kids is leading the CCHA in points right now. Uh, I mean, seven points, which is not a whole lot, but uh, or yeah, these guys. Over, over a point per game, at least seven, yeah. seven points, six, one goal, six assists. Yeah, the kid from uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I guess he's second, but uh, um, they've had some good pickups. Uh, there's that Wisconsin, that Malquist, that Wisconsin kid, the kid that uh, won the Lindenwood game, came from Niagara. He's a transfer. He, I think, will be a pretty good backup to. Uh, trotter um yeah i think they've got some talent for sure um so and they're responsible for <laughs> what like half the cca or not half like it's the quarter of the cchas non-conference wins so that's uh <laughs> that's pretty good yep uh-huh. and if we uh scale over to bemidji they had their home and away with duluth uh at duluth didn't go so hot they got shut out for nothing and then on Saturday night uh, at home, they took it to overtime, and I'm pretty sure that uh, Duluth scored in like the first 20 seconds of overtime. It yeah, was, those, it was relatively quick. Those games were both weird. Um, yeah, 27 seconds in, they scored, so it was not a yeah. extended overtime. No, well, <laughs> that game, both games are weird. Like Friday was Duluth scored three power play goals in the first 10 minutes of the game. Um, and it was three nothing for a long time, and BSU had probably let me, let me see what the exact number was. They had oh I want to say seven power plays in the game and couldn't convert on any of them. Their power plays just looked horrible. Um, but they were still in the game because they were getting so many power plays. Duluth just kept taking penalties. Sure, I think that's gonna sure. be, I think that's gonna be a running theme for Duluth. What, what it seems like from what I've heard when they played Tech and when they played Northern, they just were not very disciplined. Um, and they kept giving the teams chances to get back in the game. Oh, for uh, seven, Friday, you're right. Friday, the Beavers couldn't convert on them. Um, 
So it was four nothing, but I think it was not necessarily for five on five. I think it was a pretty even game. It was a typical type of game that Duluth fans hate. <laughs> where yeah, it was yeah. Just, <laughs> um, so then Friday in Bemidji, BSU goes up two nothing, two power play goals in the first period, and then Duluth scores four straight goals, and then Beavers score two late in the third. Late road, an empty attacker, yeah. Yeah, Leighton Road got the first, and then there's empty attacker with Adam Flamang. But then, like, right, literally, like, with seconds left, Road had, like, a breakaway chance and dinked it off the post that would have been the game winner. So that's one of those, I think, uh, uh, Lucas uh, Beaver Territory was saying that uh, he thinks Road has had something like five breakaways this season. He's missed all of them. So he's just thinking he's had a lot of good chances that he can't quite convert on, and that's... Those are the type, type type of chances you need to win games. Well, uh, that's 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 what the, Tech had that problem on this weekend as well. Yeah, Tech Tech had several decent breakaway chances where we just didn't finish uh, on this weekend too. So there were opportunities there for for us to keep things closer or to go ahead at times, and it just it just didn't click. Yeah, so, so that just seems to be a theme across the league: is the guys that you expect to be the ones that are. Uh, leading you just aren't finishing making like finishing the job. I mean, Rhodes obviously got three goals, I think, right now, so I, he's doing okay. But those are the kind of ones you look back on and you think, uh, you wish he would have got that one, had that one back at the end of the season. But, uh, um, so I don't know. The those games were frustrating. We were listening at the cabin up north, and it was <laughs> yeah. uh, frustrating for everybody to listen, but. Um, I don't know. Beavers are one and three in all three losses. Or two losses have been overtime. Um, I don't know. I think they're probably maybe better than the one and three record as well. Like, just I think they could be better than the record indicates. But they just need some of these guys to. Well, they need to figure out their special teams. Um, yeah, going zero and seven is never going to help you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, and they got two the next game, but uh, yeah. I, I think special teams are going to be key for them to figuring out like whether they're going to be top half of the league. Um, then we go into we go to Bowling, go to Bowling Green, yeah. um, and that's a pair of five two losses to Western. Uh, one of them looks like it was I didn't watch either one of these at all. Uh, one of them looks like it was relatively close from the shot counts, um, although the third period maybe on Friday looks pretty bad. Uh, Fourteen to two in shots in the third. Uh, and and uh, Western scores three three goals. Bowling Green's up two to one, and Western scores four unanswered goals to win the game at the end with three of them coming in the third where they only give up two shots. Uh, that third period must not have been enjoyable to watch for Bemidji fans, I would imagine. <laughs> and then yeah. uh, Saturday, night, uh, Saturday night at Lawson looks a little bit rougher. Uh, five shots in the first, seven shots in the second, and four shots in the third where Western's got 47 for the game is probably a, just a general rough game for, for Bemidji as well. So, Bowling Green. Or Bowling, Bowling Green. Green, rather. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think I read somewhere that Bowling Green was shorthanded even without the other guys that they were missing. Uh, yeah. Playing, I don't know if he was injured or something, but... Uh, they were dressing certain people that don't normally dress. Uh, yeah. I believe it was something I was reading as well, so... And and just looking at their roster, they're short one person compared to Western's roster. So, uh, yeah, 
they don't have an extra skater on the ice. It looks like uh, from the box score, so they must uh, must be short there or having trouble either with injuries or sickness already. Plus the the suspension stuff that they're suspensions, dealing with as well. Yeah, and it sounds like Eigner might be coming back, or was he back this weekend? I don't know what the timeline is on that, but I'm not I'm not actually sure about if he was back either. Yeah, I, I thought I saw something that he's going to get reinstated or was reinstated or something like that. He he's been cleared, but the players that were involved in the hazing incident have not been reinstated, I, I believe. Yeah, I, I haven't think actually that's correct. Let's take a look. It looks like he was back on the bench. Okay. We'll just I just was doing a quick search of Twitter real quick, certain <laughs> name searching him and see it looked like someone said he was back on the bench. That's what I thought I had read at some point this weekend. So, and we I, go know, to, I, still, I was just talking about say, Northern. I was oh, just going to say Bowling Green. Uh, I still think that's kind of a mess down there. And I just, from what I've seen of them, they look like they might be lucky to <laughs> finish in the, uh, I mean, they might be lucky if, to finish in the top four. I don't think they're going to just look from what I've seen already. It looks looks like a mess. I don't know what you guys think, but you probably yeah. probably a lot of them. It looks like a situation where the the season's off the rails from the beginning, and they're never really going to be able to get it back on track. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree. It seems like a rough one. Um, don't want to go into too much of it until the whole full story comes out myself, but be interested to see kind of what actually happened there and uh, and what the the actual story is with everything. Yeah, and who knows if the story, the full story, ever comes out? I mean, we may never know, you know, yeah. what happened. Yep. Well, then we also have uh, Ferris had their exhibition game. They did manage to win against Grand Valley State, so that's a good thing, right? <laughs> it's always good to win against a team that doesn't have a hockey team. <laughs> Correct. Yep. So <laughs> don't have to talk too much about Ferris this weekend or last weekend, rather. Uh, Lake State did Lake State play? They so had they an al- exhibition as well. They also won. They, they, they won against the team that does have a hockey team. They played against Simon Frazier, right? Uh, 6-4. Mm-hmm. So should it be that close for a, a game against a Canadian uh, team? I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> they were losing uh, at one point, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to look and see what the box score looks like, but it just clicks it's, different results on CHN. So. It's very difficult to take anything from those exhibition games because you don't know who they're playing or if yeah, they're trying something right. new or what's going on. Like, yeah. yep. Looks like they might've even been, I mean, I'm sure they were playing all three goalies and stuff too. So yeah. Yep. Arizona went or uh, Northern Michigan went down to Arizona state and uh, didn't win either game. <laughs> so I actually did see mm-hmm. a couple, uh, a little bit of both those games. Cause those were on at night while everyone else was asleep. So I turned on my phone. Um, I mean, that was I watched on Friday, and NMU scored the first goal, and then ASU scored three straight. Yep. Uh, and then I don't think they were able, or they weren't able to get back into it. I think they scored maybe a late one and couldn't score an extra attacker. And Friday or Saturday, I think they also Saturday it looked like it was pretty close in the first period or second period too, and then ASU ran away with it. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, lots of lots of power plays in that one. I mean, like four of the. Four of the six goals in that second game are all special teams power play goals. It, it yeah, was one, so, one at uh-huh. one point, and then yeah, four unanswered for for Arizona for the five one win. So seems to me like from what I've seen of Northern, 
They're not going to have trouble scoring goals, but their defense is going to be a problem. Well, what was it? I know we didn't talk too much about them last week, but they played Duluth uh, uh, like, a couple weekends ago. Yeah. What, how many goals did they score and not get a win? It's something absurd. It was uh, uh, five and then eight to five. Yeah, so they yeah. had ten it, goals in the weekend and didn't win a game. I mean, that's it, yeah, that's tough. That's rough. <laughs> so, I think that's that's, that, that's a that's a series. Northern and Arizona State, that's a series that the league needs to have, you know? Like, yeah, Northern should be at least able to split with Arizona State. And those are the ones that really, really hurt. That and, you know, in the past, Mankato has UMass coming in. Mankato's not going to let UMass sweep them. But I don't know. It's not looking good. Yeah, I think we're – I guess in general – I'm looking at sort of the future non-conference schedules. I don't know what you guys think. I know Tech, you guys have St. Lawrence and Clarkson, and then that's it. Besides from the GLI, right? Or is there? Do you have another? That's series? it. No, that's yeah. it. So that's it. GLI is interesting because we get a chance to flip the comparison with Alaska. So that's a big that that game against that first sure. GLI game against Alaska. I think will be a big deal, uh, pairwise wise. The hopefully it's a hopefully it's a big deal. Yeah. We need to play. Well, we need to play good between now and then for it to matter. For but... sure. This weekend, I, I think the only really acceptable outcome, if we expect to be any chance of an having, having an at-large bid, is a sweep this weekend. I know it's not the same team, but you know, yeah. upstate, upstate New York, New York sweep, I guess. What do you want to call it, right? Uh, but uh, they they need to play well and and finally win a couple games. Yeah, I will say um, the other non-conference or who whatever you want to say they do play augustana for two like everybody oh, in the yeah. league does i don't know how we're counting those but are they, they are augustana games counting for pairwise officially they don't, or not yeah they count for pairwise but not conference yeah are you in the market for insurance have your rates for home auto boat or more been increasing way beyond inflation If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Right. Have okay. you guys that maybe this is a project for you guys? Have you guys figured out how Augustana will fit into how the league does in pairwise? Is that do you think it's going to be? I don't know if this, if someone's wrong on the numbers on that. Just like how significant their record is going to be if you take away take them away versus having them. Um, I don't know what what kind of difference that'll make. Uh, if they can, if they can get a few wins, it's got to be positive. But right now, their only wins are against Bowling Green, and that doesn't necessarily help. <laughs> that's what I was curious about, like how how well that helps or hurts. 
I, I mean, if they don't, if they don't get any wins, it's not gonna, it's gonna hurt. But let me yeah, see they, who else do they I mean, play. They've got Denver and Colorado College coming oh, up this weekend, right? Denver so CC, that'll be good. They got some chances for some comparisons there. They play Lindenwood as well. They've mm-hmm. got Alaska on the schedule. They've got Arizona State. So and Alaska Anchorage. Then they finish out with Alaska. So they've got plenty of games against other conference folks to, you know. They they're playing a relatively full schedule. It looks like. I mean, even though they're only playing so many CCHA games, they'll still have a decent uh, amount of games for the year. Yeah, and I think they've been better than everybody kind of thought they would. It's difficult to take a lot away from those Bowling Green games with what's going on with Bowling Green, but I mean, it from what I've heard, read on Twitter, etc. Uh, it it seems like they're surprising people that they're, they're playing fairly well. They, they look like they, they belong more so than what you'd expect a first year team to. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see how it goes this weekend with them, you know, out in Denver and Colorado, Colorado college. I mean, Denver, Denver, I don't think has Denver lost this year. They don't, they've lost one game this year. Uh, I know they beat, they swept Alaska. They also beat you maybe, or they've lost to somebody on the East coast. I thought, but uh, BC, they, they beat BC and lost to Providence. Oh, okay. So. So they've got a couple of uh, a couple of uh, games out east already. They, they were actually out east for them. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see see what Augustana can do in some of those games. If uh, if they're blowouts, I think we could just you know write them off for not having any good effects whatsoever on on pairwise this year. But uh, we'll have to see what happens there with their next couple. Yeah, I I don't think they're getting like eliminated from the calculation like Stonehill did last year. Yeah. If, if that's what, what you mean. Like, I, yeah, they're I, not going to be that bad. Yeah, agreed. Yep. I think the I think the issue of Stonehill was that they weren't playing a full Division One schedule. Right. Well, like, that's they why they decided to do that. Because they were playing so poorly. Yeah, um, they didn't they didn't play enough Division One games, a full schedule, like you said, in order to qualify to be part of the pairwise. Playing some, like, D2 teams, I think. Right. Yeah. So looking forward to next weekend, we've got some out-of-conference stuff as well, right? Lake Superior State's, I think, doing the opposite we are uh, in New York. So they're doing the travel upstate, you know, same as Tech is, just starting at Clarkson, where we start at St. Lawrence. Yeah. Hopefully Lake State can pull out a couple, pull out at least a win up there, right? Yeah. But it would be nice if, yeah, it would be great. If Tech and Lake State can get three wins combined out of that, that'd be good. Yeah, agreed. St. Lawrence, I saw one of their games on ESPN, like the a little bit of one of their game against Merrimack on ESPN Plus. Are they? Are there, is their whole league ESPN Plus? Yeah. yeah. So ECAC is all ESPN Plus. Perfect. I can watch them. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm excited by that then because I have ESPN Plus for watching the Bundesliga. So I'll be able to watch the tech <laughs> games. I'll be able to watch tech games this weekend while I'm at a hotel after work <laughs> down in Virginia. <laughs> I was just looking at, I mean, St. Lawrence is 1-3. I was looking at their roster or their record. They beat RIT, which I think RIT is pretty good this year. But that Merrimack game that I watched, they did not But they did not look very good. I think they're definitely a beat. They should be a beatable team for Tech. I don't know about Lake State, but uh, you would think that Tech would be able to beat St. Lawrence. But you never know, I guess, uh, yeah. how Tech's been playing. Yeah, um, Clarkson I mean, is 2-0. I th- I would hope both Lake State and Tech can win in St. Lawrence. I think they're one of the typically the weaker teams of the ECAC, and it's a team that you know we both both of us should go up there and win. But who knows with Lake State this year? Everyone's you know been been talking about Lake State not being uh, not having a good year this year, and they are 
uh, kind of living up to that so far. Um, I mean, they got beat by Anchorage, so. <laughs> That's very true. You know, anytime you're talking about losing to Alaska Anchorage, you're talking about having having some struggles. So, uh, but hopefully, you know, both teams can go up and win at St. Lawrence. Clarkson should be the tougher team, I think. Right? They've uh, they split with Notre Dame to open up the season themselves, and have a loss to Penn State and a loss to Merrimack with with beating Vermont in overtime. So, I think they should also be a beatable team by by Tech at least, right? So, I don't I don't think uh, I don't think it's out of expectations, expect Tech to go into this weekend and win two games. But yeah. I also didn't think it was out of expectations to see Tech, uh, you know, split with Wisconsin or even sweep Wisconsin this weekend either. So I don't know what to think so far uh, with the Huskies. Maybe maybe getting away from campus, having a little trip up to upstate New York, the bonding style thing can turn be a turning point in the season to have things, you know, start moving toward the better for the Huskies. Yeah, it, it should be a weekend that Tech can get two wins. It's just a matter of at what point in the season are things going to start to come together? I think yeah. at some point they will. It's just, there's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of new faces. There's a lot of gelling that needs to happen and it hasn't happened yet. So yep. when is that going to happen? When it happens, I, I still think this can be a good team. It's just, is it going to happen too late? And if it happens too late, then uh, who knows? It, it it's, might not matter, but. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives. I mean, you got some guys with some offensive skill that, you know, we haven't necessarily seen a guy super comfortable with the puck. Marcin Kevich, I was impressed with him until until he uh, didn't uh, didn't see the ice for the whole period there in the third. Uh, his his unsportsmanlike. If if I saw it correctly, and I haven't watched the video back to see, I think he actually flips the guy's helmet off as he goes by. Like he goes by somebody and flicks their helmet <laughs> to the point where it pops off uh, after. Uh, that's fun he, hijinks it, it was <laughs> it was definitely fun hijinks but the ref saw the fun hijinks so <laughs> and joe was not uh impressed with the fun hijinks apparently so he sat but he's got some skill he takes the puck and just skates through people and he's not afraid to do it uh he i think his one his one disadvantage he's a shorter guy so he gets muscled off the puck uh by bigger d-men uh relatively easily when when it comes to be a size battle type thing but if uh-huh. he's got speed and he's got the puck on his stick, he it's sticking to him. And he's also, you know, seems, seems to have an eye for making decent passes as well uh, that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So uh, both him and Koskaperti were two impressive guys, I thought, that, you know, obviously are relatively new to the team, uh, doing well. Koskaperti's out there winning his faceoffs uh, pretty well. So there, there are positives. They just need to click and need to get used to NCAA hockey versus where they were before, right? So... It, uh, yeah, and I think well, Martin Kevitt was NCAA yeah, hockey playing along with Long Island, though, right? So, how much yeah, it's that's that still counts, it does, for sure. <laughs> I'll give you that, but uh, you know, they're, they're high points for sure. So, hopefully, like you said, we do start to click eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, who else we got out of conference this weekend? Let's see, oh, uh, let's look and see, North Dakota and Mankato. I think North Dakota, Mankato, oh, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully Mankato can get a, a split there. Yeah, I think I think it's doable. I think it's going to be difficult. Yeah, anytime you go to anytime you go there, it's going to be difficult. You so. go to Grand Forks, Fargo, wherever the heck they actually are, where Ingolstadt actually is. It's not in Fargo. I know that it's in Grand Forks, isn't it? Yeah, Grand, Grand Forks. Yes, Grand Forks. I've never actually been. It's one of the away trips I haven't done yet. We'd have to it's actually 
go there. Yeah, that's what I've heard. We probably them. will never go there again. So yeah, that'd be my that'd be my guess too, right? They got too many other teams they want to bring in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully there's a split there, and then we start up CCHA play finally, right? So we got got four teams uh, playing in, in CCHA action this week. We got Ferris State versus Northern at at Northern. So yeah, that's you know, is that their first? I think that's Northern's first home series. So I think that'll be their first time on the new ice. It is. So yeah, they were they were away for their first four games. So it'll be interesting to see how they play. Obviously, they played the last four on hybrid rinks, but it'll be interesting to see how they play at home. Yep. If one cares, if, <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't so think. for the folks that aren't maybe aren't aware, Northern shrunk from their Olympics sheet to. It's not full NHL. I think it's still a little bit bigger, right? If I remember right, it's a hybrid. hybrid I think. Yeah. So. It's a little, it's a little bit bigger than NHL, but it's not the Olympic size anymore. So, yep. same as what they did at Mariucci. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, Ferris, uh, Ferris versus Northern, I think, is an interesting one. Uh, I don't know who to pick to win either of those. To be honest, I mean, Northern might just score. It might be like. It could be eight, eight it, to five Northern two games in a row based right. on what we've seen. Yeah, exactly. It could be a ridiculous score fest or, I mean, Ferris has put up decent amount of goals, even in their losses. They, they scored four against Western lose when they lost to Western. Right. Mm-hmm. And on their lost, uh, lost to Miami, they scored four as well. So Ferris is scoring goals. It looks like, so who yeah, knows combine yeah. up uh, Northern's crappy defense with, uh, <laughs> with what we've seen with so far, maybe maybe we have some high scoring uh some high scoring games there. Yeah, and Ferris is a team that they maybe haven't gotten the results that they would have liked so far, but I mean they might have a little something. They might be better than people thought. And it seems like he, like you said that they might be able to score some goals. They might finish a little higher in the league than people thought. I'm trying to check their schedule, but it's timing out. Their website is timing out on me, so I'm trying. I couldn't remember what their record was for who for Ferris. Uh, Ferris is o two and one. They they've won. They split with Miami and then wa- lost one and tied one with Western. Oh, okay. So there, it's not yeah. Uh, sp- split with Miami and a tie against Western. That's that isn't the worst outcome against those two teams. Yeah, I think they might be another one, another surprise, surprising team. I know we talked about some of the, the biggest surprises so far. Um. Just with those two results, those sort of make you look and say, "Oh, they're not going to get run out of the building anytime they play." I, I, I don't think. Uh-huh. Um, this is maybe the case a couple years ago. Well, I think Northern's early season results have been surprising too, right? I mean, they were they were picked to be near the top of the league as well, and they've had a rough start. No, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm not too. And they're they tied with Duluth, so they're o three and one, right? So. Yep. I think. I don't know. That Arizona State, like Dustin said, you expect them to at least get a split. Uh, the Duluth one maybe doesn't surprise me as much just because it's Duluth and I don't know. They seem to have weird, weird magic in Duluth still with Scott Sandlin. Even though they don't look like they're going to be good, they always somehow figure out a way to <laughs> to to win. They, um, and it's a and it's a Saint Paul Frozen Four year. That means you Duluth is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think. I mean, I think we knew that Northern would score a lot of goals. I guess the defense, we weren't sure if how good they'd be, so maybe they're answering that question a little bit. But that, I guess that doesn't surprise me as much. Um, 
maybe I mean it's only most teams have only played at most six games, so maybe the fact is we just need to wait a little bit longer to see. sure. Yeah, wait wait on the judgment until they they play a few more. They have a packed uh, November. They play every single weekend in November, so uh, they don't have any any off weekends. So they didn't have uh, they didn't have as many games in in October as others do. So. And then the second uh, series is St. Thomas at Bemidji. I don't think they're playing a home and home with that one, right? They're just no both at Bemidji. Yeah, they're both at it's Bemidji. So just probably on the cusp of being too far to do a home and home for, and it's not easy to get to, to from Twin Cities to uh, St. Paul. It's oh true. come on, that's a great drive. It's a good drive, but I, don't, I wouldn't <laughs> want to do it in a day. I've done. I've, I mean, I have done it in a day, but I don't like doing it <laughs> all in one day. You <laughs> see a lot of swamps. A lot of lakes, lots of trees. All I remember from the drive to Duluth Bemidji is nothing but swamps. Is there, <laughs> is there anything else in central northern Minnesota besides swamps, as far as I'm concerned? Rob, where do you think to get wild rice? <laughs> northern Wisconsin. <laughs> That's where all my wild rice comes from. <laughs> well, they have swamps there, too. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the same set. <laughs> The same biome, basically, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I was talking about the Beavers. They have to figure out their special teams, I think. Um, I could see a split in that one as well, though. Yeah. yeah. St. Thomas, I think St. Thomas is good. I like, I just, I, I think the most likely outcome is probably going to be a split. I think you're right. Um, I don't know. It, the, that just seems like uh, they're probably two of the teams in the league that are playing the best. Like I said, I think them, Mankato, mm-hmm. maybe, but I, yeah, I think Bemidji's the third one that is not totally <laughs> off the rails right now. I, I guess I, I don't know. This this is a really interesting series to me because I I think St. Thomas could really put the rest of the league on notice if they go up to Bemidji and win two games. It's kind of like all right, buckle in because St. Thomas is officially here. Yeah. We all kind of <laughs> think they are already, but two wins this weekend and you know, watch out because St. Thomas kind of sky, sky's the limit, you know? Yeah. Um. So uh, this is a, a series that I'm really going to keep an eye on. Yeah, I would agree. I think it's one of those where, you know, we're going to, going to see what, uh, what both of them are actually made of. Right. So it's good. Interesting early or early, uh, early year series well i saw that um jack said that he's gonna have to drop off here soon so yeah so maybe we should um give jack a chance to plug in anything else he wants to before yep. we pop off jack um yeah you can just read my stuff on usco uh and we'll think next this next this week next week i don't even know what date is this week i think i'm doing one on st thomas little feature uh i did one about mankato last week hopefully i'll get around to tech soon <laughs> uh wait for wait for us to like kind of get a little momentum going yeah yeah <laughs> a redemption a redemption arc story would be good <laughs> right yeah certainly easier to do those interviews after the team wins so <laughs> maybe i'll wait maybe we'll wait till that happens and see <laughs> what kind of we're doing. yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's always fun i mean it's yep. uh you're you're active in in the Discord, so folks that are around the Discord know you're in there. If they if they need anything, they oh, can yeah. hit you up there. So trying to uh, stay plugged in with what people are have going on. So 
Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for joining us on short period, short notice there. Tim being out and Matt being out, it's always good to have someone else to to chat with and could do a little around the CCHA wrap-up. After mm-hmm. most yeah. of the non-conference stuff is finishing up and hopefully, hopefully we're not as depressing well. next time. Hopefully yeah, we haven't... People are actually playing well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> These are easier to do when we're talking about wins. <laughs> So mm-hmm. th- thanks for hopping on, Jack. Thanks. All right. Have Talk to you next time. Thank you. One minute remaining in the podcast. That should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. Patrons that are white level or above receive question priority. Black level or above receive access to extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Patrons at the gold level or above receive unfiltered YouTube video of our podcast each week. And then we've got one level above that where you get the raw audio released almost as soon as I can get it up after we record. So you'll be listening here at, you know, 11 o'clock on Monday night. Follow us on Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. Uh, you can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to submit to or subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're new to this or you're looking for a new way to do it, Please try and use Spotify because that one gets us the most commercial money for any commercials that run on the podcast. If you can't find the podcast, uh, find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know and we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people you can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review no matter what you say. So let's get some more ratings. Get us up there. I know dropping the multiple episodes a week should help us get back into the the usa apple or the usa hockey rankings on uh, uh, chartable so that'll be great uh, once again thanks to our sponsors fibke fibke dental in rhinelander wisconsin arcadia insurance covering most of the midwest including minnesota wisconsin and michigan illinois indiana i think ohio i gotta look on that one and livonia technical services out of livonia michigan and finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thank you listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha